topics worthy of discussion, always my favorite time of the show because we get uh, some of the smartest thinkers going right here in studio, sometimes on the phone, like uh, Kim Wright uh, of the NDP, Vice President Hill, Helen Knowlton. She calls herself a New Democrat, so I say NDP. Kim, how are you? I'm well, Peter. How are you today? Great. Glad to have you with us. And Adrian Batra, also a Monday regular editor-in-chief, Toronto Sun, and a former Canadian Forces Lieutenant. Did you know that, everybody? Adrian, you are a person of many talents. Well, you know, um, also a fun fact, Peter, and thank you for mentioning that. I know how to drive a tank. <laughs> I, I know who not to insult. <laughs> I knew I saluted you for a reason. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Kim. Does that does right. that make you more adept at uh, Toronto traffic? Well, I try. I, I try. Think you need it. I do take the subway. I take the subway a lot. Well, that's smart. And that voice you just heard was Mike Van Solen. He's our third panelist, principal at Navigator, and also a Monday regular. How you doing, Mike? Really good, Peter. Great to be here. All right, so we all know that there's a meeting in progress over at City Hall, and uh, it's been in progress since sometime this morning. That's the way meetings go. One item on the agenda, what's the item? Do we take the uh, the provincial government to court? Uh, Mayor Tory uh, is of the opinion that we should, apparently, and uh, you know that since that council is dominated from the left, uh, it's likely that they will, but we're not going to hear official word till sometime after 7 o'clock. Let's hear Mayor Tory uh, explain what it's about. The majority of council has been very clear about its position, as I have been as mayor and as the head of the council. The process by which this monumental change was made was wrong and is, an, is unacceptable. The rapid introduction of this legislation has put everyone in a complex and unprecedented situation. Our solicitor and her team, our city clerk, and those who are preparing for the October 22nd election. Our staff and elected officials, and all of those who put forward their names as candidates for the elections this fall. Okay, let me start with you, Adrian. You being, uh, as you uh, you are, a veteran of not just tank driving and uh, <laughs> and editing newspapers, but you worked at Toronto City Hall. You know that gang, and uh, you also know the the Ford administration. Where do we where do we find ourselves here as citizens looking at this? Well, I think this has been an absolute utter waste of time. We can quibble as much as we want with the process, but at the end of the day, Peter, there is a number of citizens and thousands of Torontonians who are not only not paying attention to this, but also when they are engaged in this will think to themselves, oh yeah, that seems like a reasonable thing that we don't want to have 47 of these individuals. But I'm even going to take you back just a few days ago when Sue Ann Levy, um, one of the greatest columnists at the Toronto Sun, broke the story on the front page of our paper with the um, information and the advice from the solicitor from the city of Toronto saying we have no chance of actually winning this battle in court. So today's exercise was purely theater. It was an opportunity to for a number of councillors who are not necessarily running in the next election to get up and stand up and sound important. This is happening. The city's own solicitor has said you have no chance. And furthermore... But they get a vote, Adrian. They, of course they always get a vote. But Yuli Watkins, who is the city... Um, and the, um, is responsible for... The, like, she's the city clerk, so she helps administer the municipal uh, municipal elections. She has also said, um, and there's indication in that, in that very same report, and by the way, I should say it's on purple paper and it was leaked to us, but uh, they are very clear that the city clerk's office can run a thoughtful... Um, and thorough campaign with 25 seats. So today was a waste of taxpayers' money. 
Okay, waste of time and money. So I'm I'm going to throw it over to uh, to Kim, who uh, who has a, a more left leaning view of the world. Do you agree with Adrian's analysis? Well, it, you know, I not only have a left leaning view, but I've also spent the last 15 years dealing with Toronto City Council and municipalities across Canada. So what I will tell you is that this is fundamentally about how you manage your intergovernmental relationships. And in the case of the City of Toronto, where we have the City of Toronto Act that allowed the city to create their ward boundaries if they went through a proper process, that process was upheld and then the rug pulled out from under them. And I'm uh, in Ottawa today at the Association of Municipalities Conference, and I can tell you a lot of the delegates from municipalities across the province are quite frankly afraid about the reshifts of Toronto City Council, but also of regional governments and local governments across the province. The Premier today said that he would not be changing those governments uh, in the near future. That terrified that room today of what does the near future look like and what else is coming down the pipe. Is that in between the standing ovations he got at uh, the Association of Municipalities, uh, Kim? Because he got a lot of those today, too. I was in that room, Adrian, and I've been talking to delegates for days now, and they're frankly quite uh, quite afraid and unnerved by what they are worried about is coming next down the pipe, especially as we talk about the negotiations about downloading and uploading and who does what next and who pays for it. All of this is a large, complex conversation. Uh, the City of Toronto had their own act. They had the jurisdiction to do that. Uh, you know, whether or not the city solicitor felt it was uh, a waste to go down this road or not appropriate to go down this road, actually, they should be trying to uphold uh, their legal rights uh, because they're the first municipality in Canada to have their own legislation. Well, now I'm really confused. Let me throw it over to you, Mike Van Solen. Great. Can you make head or, head or tail of this? Yeah, well, absolutely. And I'm glad I get to be the final arbiter on this. Well, um, I don't know the, if you're the, final. <laughs> I have a feeling they might have more to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the chances of this uh, court case winning are slim to nil. And as they say, slim just left town. The only thing that Torontonians uh, dislike more than a lot of politicians is lawyers making money in uh uh, futile pursuits. And if the city were to pursue a court case like this, it would just be like uh, grabbing a big fistful of taxpayers' money and setting it on fire. The reality is that municipalities exist uh, be at the discretion of the province. The province has this ability to do it, and they've exercised it. And I get that people can take some issue with the process, but here we are. The election's coming up, and I'd suggest everybody in the city of Toronto uh, who wants to run for one of those 25 wards should get their name in and uh, should focus on knocking on doors. Look, I've taken a position on the air several times since this uh, surfaced uh, in favor of 25 because mm -hmm. I've covered too many yeah. three, four, five, six-day council meetings and, and looked at too many iterations of subways and LRTs to think that it's working well the way it is. So I kind of like what the Ford government has done. Mm -hmm. But now I'm looking at things like Andrea Horvath saying that she's bringing in new legislation that would prevent the provincial government from being able to do this. Now, we both uh, or, or we all know that this is theater. Why? Because the only legislation that the opposition can bring in is private members' bills, and then when they vote, they lose. It's just that simple. So she's going to use it for publicity. In fact, I'll, I'll be shameless and tell you she's going to be on right after uh, 6 o'clock, and I'll have a chat with her. But uh, Adrian, this mm -hmm. is going to go nowhere. No, it, it goes nowhere, but you know what? Um, you and I are great uh, you know, students and respect the uh, the Parliament's institutions that we, we exist in, and you know, as Her Majesty's loyal opposition leader, she, she has 
has every right to do so, and she needs to feel compelled to represent the constituents in which she feels uh, are not being represented by by the current government. So kudos to her all on that's that's great that Ms. Horvath is doing that and doing something and she's she's managed to capture sort of that um you know that the squeaky wheel gets the grease type Peter that are angry about this most people aren't don't really care about this so good for Andrea it will go nowhere Ford administration has a massive majority they're going to move ahead with um you know based on what we were hearing from Kim they said that you know this is not something you're going to pursue anyway so uh, or in the new f- near future, air quotes. Uh, so I don't think this need, needs to be really addressed. But if we just sort of reverse back a little bit to what happened today at City Council, if any of these individuals had any thought or sense, they would have. One of them would have stood up and simply said this. We move a motion, or I move a motion, to adopt and accept the city solicitor's recommendation, and then they move on. And that would have been it. Then they can go into their wards and pick the 25 where they think they're going to win and try to win the election instead of wasting all this time and and money and effort. Isn't it interesting that what you've just said, it the, the very meeting that was called to discuss this, which is really turning on one question, do we or don't we adopt the recommendation of our lawyer, um, has to last an entire day, mm-hmm. and doesn't that in and of itself prove that what was done is probably very legitimate, Kim Wright? Oh, counsel, you know, parliamentary process, and Peter, you've, you've uh, been an expert on this in the past, parliamentary process can allow you to filibuster for quite a bit. This isn't about uh, the amount of the numbers. It is about the lack of consultation, the lack of process on this. And I have to tell you, having been around city council for quite some time, it is not about the number of people around the room. There are some problems with the, with the procedures and how it functions that aren't going to be addressed simply by saying we're going to down to 25. There are questions about what does this mean for community councils, local decision making uh, on a number of range of issues. How will this reconfigure, uh, reconfigured council work in terms of all the other things that the $13 billion corporation of the city of Toronto deals with? This is a complicated order of government. It isn't about the number. It's about the process. And frankly, it's about the process that the premier uh, entered into to do this at the 11th hour that seemed a bit on, on the vindictive side. But really, it comes down to we want to get things moving. Absolutely. I want better transit built. I love taking the TTC. Adrian Batra loves taking the TTC, as she admitted earlier. How do we move these things in a functional way? Well, I think we just move on. My, my view is we just move along with the legislation that's been passed and uh, and suck it up, Mike. You're here. That, well, that, that's exactly it. I, I, we we can uh, we can talk about process and everything all we want. I think everybody has complained, and, and city councillors uh, uh, before this complained about all the filibustering, and and it doesn't come down to people. It's not just about people, but people is a big part of it. There was a move to, of course, increase the number of city councillors to forty seven in, in this election if uh, Premier Ford hadn't gotten involved, and that's just too many people. You know, for any of your listeners, if you've ever been in a meeting with ten people, how how well does that go? Now imagine if it's a meeting with 20 people, 40 people. This is, it's simply unwieldy. And that's why I think for the most part, we aren't hearing Torontonians object to it. It just strikes them as common sense. They're probably shocked and, and dismayed to learn that we were going to move from 44 to 47. So I, I really encourage all the councillors to, you know, close up this meeting, accept the solicitor's recommendation and start knocking on doors, uh, on doors in one of the 25 ridings.
There you go. Uh, 31 minutes after the hour, or if you like it another way, 29 minutes before six. I am Peter Sherman. The panel consisting today of Kim Wright, Adrian Batra, Mike Van Solen. We'll reconvene in a moment. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I think it's a complete uh, whining session. It's like a bunch of babies uh, crying that they're not, uh, they're not getting their toys. Uh, this is uh, nothing but a waste of time. We don't have any uh, any uh, flexibility at all as a municipality. The province has changed the legislation.